It is Tuesday, January 19th. The MCU is back with two episodes of WandaVision. We're here to break it open. This is Mostly Superheroes. What's up, squad? Hello, and welcome to Mostly Superheroes, a TV and film podcast and web series where we talk about mostly superheroes, along with anything else worth watching out there. We review, we rate, we sometimes debate. I'm your host, Logan, joined by my co-host, as always, PC Mike and the Giggler. PC Mike, how you doing? What's new? I'm doing great, man. I'm excited to talk a little WandaVision today. Woo! Woo! A lot of stuff, kind of, uh, I'm not going to go too deep into it, but I'm getting some like different vibes, a little lost type of vibes, trying to figure some stuff out. So I think that's, I think that's where I'm going to be most interested in this series for. Yeah. I'm excited to hear your take. Um, just like I've said this before, I'm, I, we call you PC Mike, but I feel like sometimes I could call you DC Mike because you're like resident DC guy. And I'm, yeah, I'm excited to get your, you're just like, you're watching it. Uh, obviously, I think me and Andy like it. But speaking of Andy Giggler, how you doing? What's new? What's up? Uh, I'm great. Just kind of forgetting that today was a Tuesday because I was off yesterday from the holiday. So uh, still kind of like fixing two days of work into one day, but whatever. It's nice to relax, have a bonus Sunday and watch whatever the heck I wanted, which uh, we'll get into on what you what you watching and um just excited for another uh, episode here to talk about 563 days without mcu content just ended what a what a long drought that uh i'm so happy it's over amen brother it was um crazy to see we're gonna get into it but it was crazy to see that marvel entry you know and uh title screen again we'll talk all about it just like sitting there watching it like oh my god it's back. Like we're watching this stuff again. Um, I don't, I mean, I say, I don't want to put you on the spot, but I'm going to, you said you had a dream, like a wild dream recently. <laughs> we'll get into this on a later episode. I'm not ready to tell it it's yet. It's not ready. Okay. So this is a teaser then um, for, for, you know, we, we, it, <laughs> your namesake, the giggler came from bad dreams you had as a child and yeah. you texted me and Mike and said you had a dream recently. So we'll just tease it out future oh. episode. I'm uh I'm waiting to see if I have any like further further activity in my brain from this. So if not, I'll I'll tell the story. Yeah, we'll see where we land. You never know. But if if we go to if we do a future episode, that's okay too. All right, let's get into it. Fan mail. Kicking off the show with fan mail as we usually do. We got some fun stuff today. Uh, first of all, I said I'd plug it. We don't have any calls yet. We got the we got the studio phone in here. Um, I checked it again. Uh, I, I hope it's like working. I mean, I would think that at least one person would have called by now, but they haven't. So it's still out here. 754 call log. I mean, my name's Logan. I don't know if you guys picked up on like that joke. It's pretty clear. 
And then 754-225-5564 for those of you that don't know the numbers. I mean, I, at least one of you guys should call, I guess, at a certain point. And just yeah, should we test it? <laughs> no, not live. We'll do it, like, off air. But you know what, listener, how about you call in? I mean, you, you want to be on the show? Your voice will be on here. You, hey, if you leave us a voicemail, it's probably going to end up on the show. All right, we're famous, guys. Um, I got an email. And Mostly Superheroes was featured on this list, top 35 superhero movies and TV show podcasts that you must follow in 2021. This comes at us from a group called Feedspot. And uh, yeah, they put, I guess they like kind of do an inventory on the internet of these types of shows. I think they have many types of lists. So this is just one list they have. Uh, we came in at number 26, which I don't think is too shabby for being only like seven months old. Um, definitely a pat on the back to ourselves. We want to say thanks to Feedspot for the feature. I mean, don't, don't, Mike, Andy, I mean, our lives just might be changing here real soon. Hope you're ready to be ultra famous. I'm not a great little write up, too. I'm not stopping till number one. Yeah, right. Is that our goal now? Go for number one in 2021. All right. Yeah, I mean, and even the frequency thing I like, six episodes a month, that's in, or, yeah, six episodes a month, but that's not even including the spinoffs that you've been working on a little bit here and there. Well, so. what's funny is, so that, that, yeah, so they wrote this nice little blurb, blurb about us, and uh, they put in there the frequency of episodes. They said six episodes per month since July 2020, and th with all the spinoffs and stuff, it was six. Well, now, now I think we're at, like, I do at least three for this show and then i do most of superheroes the music show and then if you get a logan's heroes in there you're talking about five in a week so um we're you know we're, we're dumping up we're jumping up the numbers if you're a podcast listener or uh you're, this is a great time to be involved with most of superheroes because we're just pumping out all sorts of content the way that this works it's not just regular old podcasts either we're doing live shows on instagram live shows on twitch and then I record those and release them as podcasts. So it's just like double content. I'm really curious how people are appreciating the Monday episodes. I mean, they're really nice. They're right after the weekend. They're around lunchtime at noon, central time. And we cover like, I go deep into news. And uh, I usually cover what you watch into. So it's been a lot of fun. Hope you guys are enjoying that. And uh, thanks again to Feedspot for the shout out. Next up, uh, we got our first, like, I feel like I got our first, like, Twitter conversation going. This was, like, the longest one. Like, I feel like I've been really good at Twitter lately from the Mostly Superheroes account. Um, definitely go give it a follow. It's Mostly Superhero, just singular, because there's, like, a character limit for Twitter. Um, but Screen Rant put out this tweet about Justice League Steiner Cut. And it was some news that there will be no need to fast forward through the credits when you watch Snyder Cut and HBO Max. There are no post-credit scenes. That's cool. Um, but I was like, I had a, the real question, which I tweeted at them. Will we be happy or sad when this thing is over? Because we've talked about it on this show. Like, how's this thing going to go? And then Michael Moran, that's M.M. Moran. That's M. Moran 64 on Twitter. He said bored. Most likely bored. <laughs> and he said the theatrical release was boring. Extending it to four hours isn't going to help it. Isn't going to make it better. As a fair point, Yosef Ephraim got in on the conversation. Yosef Ephraim won on Twitter. He says, you know, this is going to be a different version with different characterizations. It's not a four-hour version of the theatrical one. Yeah, we knew that part, but I know what he's getting at here. It's going to, like, break out the characters. 
even more so. And Darth Wise on Twitter, this is Arafat Mafasser. He says, he expands on this thought. He says, every new character gets a suitable backstory. Unlike the 2017 movie where everyone's job was to, to just make cringy jokes, the best improvement will be Cyborg as he has a very emotional arc in the movie. So appreciate the thoughts on Twitter. Wanted to highlight some of you guys today. Um, I, what are your thoughts on this PC, Mike? I mean, we, we haven't talked about the uh, DC Justice League in a while, but I know there was recent news like Ray Fisher isn't going to be in the Flashpoint movie, but I mean, he's obviously in the Snyder Cut. Um, I don't know. We haven't talked about it in a bit. Are you still pretty pumped for this movie, the Snyder Cut of Justice League? Can't be worse. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> I mean what if it I'm is a, what if it is worse oh my gosh they did a really bad job then because that first one's really hard to get through I love DC um yeah uh, with the cyborg thing do you really think they're going to dive into a backstory of cyborg if there's not really going to go on anymore with him or since he's not doing a post-credit scene maybe he is just going to go all in because he's telling his story and it's done so who knows? Who knows? I'm I'm excited, and I like how they're doing it. They're still splitting it up into four different, like mini series, right? Where like four different ones, and maybe this, since they couldn't do a four hour movie, they had to cut it down to two and a half. Maybe this is like a sign of the times with HBO Max, and maybe this is going to catch on, and we're going to have four hour epics instead of two and a half. Like has to be two and a half hours because you're not sitting in the theater. Yeah. I'll tell you, I'm a, I am worried a little bit just based on with the Ray Fisher news. Uh, you know, I talked about this on Monday, but um, it doesn't sound like that battle over there is. You know, Warner Brothers is still basically saying we didn't do anything too wrong. So it's like, yeah, it's weird kind of thinking about diving deep into his storyline while all this is happening in the background. Also, that Wonder Woman movie, man, just oh boy, like rough, and it does not give me any hopes that DC is on the right path at all. Hand up. I haven't even watched it yet. Oh, so, yeah. Put that on. Put it. You should watch it. I mean, it's Wonder I, Woman. I'm going to, but it's like I keep hearing all these bad things. I'm like, man, do I really want to carve out two and a half hours of just sitting there? Is it a be on my phone movie? I mean, yeah, it could. Yeah, it could definitely be on your phone. I'll get it done. But all right, the um, reviews did not make me want to go watch it. But Giggler, are you still pumped for Snyder Cut? Oh yeah. Yeah, I, I think it just came out this week that they're going to release it as, in one piece and not episodes anymore. Mm. Um, oh, nice. So I don't know why they did that, but yeah, but about the uh, cyborg stuff, like I feel like it's all this is happening maybe like too late in the game for them to change him or cut cut out his pieces anymore. But I think, I know Zack Snyder's even admitted that he was a huge part of his original story. Um, so I think that'll be something that is definitely, he's going to be a big part of it who knows what they're going to do in the future, recast it or, or come to some agreement. I, I don't know. That whole thing is, is crazy. And unlike anything I've seen in like in, in this industry. So um, I just hope that both parties can move past it and better, better themselves. And, and just like, obviously I don't want to kill his career. Ray Fisher seemed like a pretty promising actor. And I, I just don't want other companies to think he's hard to deal with or something like that. That's, that would be ridiculous, especially with like the accusations that he made. Um, but regardless, I'm, I'm pumped for the movie. I mean, I don't think I'll sit down and watch four straight hours. I will for sure take a, a long break, maybe a day, break it in half, something like that. I, I don't think I can watch a four hour movie in, in one sitting. That's insane. Do you think the DC, I would pose a question to you guys. 
could they recast kind of like they did with Terrence Howard and Don Cheadle um, with the Iron Man and get maybe a bigger actor in like a Michael B. Jordan to play Cyborg or something like that? You know, if they're if they're remaking this thing like they've kind of claimed they are, I think the answer is yes. They could do anything. Uh, the, the bigger question I have is what I just want to see what the truth is with this like back and forth because it's been going on for so long now at this point. Um, and I mean, you know, these kinds of things probably take time. This this battle between Fisher and, and Warner Brothers, but I'm just curious to see what like comes out because right now it's been a lot of like he said and they said, and like I I just don't know much about it. Um, and if there is was something wrong, I want people to be held accountable. Absolutely. But um, I think if they go down the path of being like he's not involved and they want to do Cyborg, yeah, they recast him. If the dollar signs are there and there's enough want for the character, Warner Brothers is the exact type of group that would probably not even bat an eye and just recast. All right, well, we'll keep you posted. Um, but that's how easy it is to get featured on fan mail. Uh, we run on all of our social uh, every day. So a comment here, a like. Uh, you give your own thought. You write us at mostlysuperheroes.com forward slash contact. Lots of ways to reach out the show and get involved. Okay, let's get into some news and rumors. News and rumors. Okay, um, really short here today because we're talking about kind of two big things, focusing on the MCU today. So real quick, though, I mean, right in line with what we're talking about. This is from Comic Book. Adam Barnhart over there uh, released this. It looks like around midnight last night. Uh, Fans have started the official countdown for Falcon and Winter Soldier, which is now here in 59 days. How cool that we are counting down days to the next Marvel project, and we're only two episodes in to our current Marvel project. How amazing. I love it. Thank you, Marvel. I know. That's all I keep saying is thank you, thank you, thank you. I think I was on Twitter today, and I saw, like, how much it cost, I think, for Falcon and Winter Soldier versus WandaVision. And WandaVision was actually cost more production-wise, which kind of threw me for a loop. Like, I don't know. I don't know. That was a little crazy to me, seeing it was like $150 million for um, Falcon and Winter Soldier versus... WandaVision was like 225, I want to say off the top of my head, which is just kind of crazy to me. Yeah, I saw that too. And I was thinking the same thing. And what that tells me is um, we're in for a lot of treats in this WandaVision show as we go episode by episode. I think she's going to get bigger and bigger. Yeah, I think that might be why they did two episodes on the first week because just get maybe not that these were were slow at all or, or boring, but. I think it, the show might significantly change pace or like style going forward um, for the next, what, six episodes. So I think, or seven, however many there are left. I think I'm, I'm, I'm so pumped for that. It's going to be, it's going to be wild. Yeah, I think so too. But uh, either way, very excited for this show. Um, you know, this is straight from the article from comic book. Um, th- though pot, plot details are being kept under lock and key. Stan, pre- Stan uh, that's Sebastian Stan, uh, previously said the series was very similar to that of Captain America, the Winter Soldier. He's quoted to say it felt like both in a lot of ways. It felt like a movie. Uh, what I loved about it was that tonally it was very much in the same world that Captain America, the Winter Soldier was, which was one of my favorite experience I've ever had, period. He also said, so in a sense, it was grounded in very much the world as we know it. So this is, you know, what we've said on this show, too. You know, these shows kind of ground you with the movies that built them. 
Um, so, you know, before we watched WandaVision, we went back and got uh, Age of Ultron in front of us, Captain America, uh, Civil War. I watched that recently. And, of course, Endgame and Inf- Infinity War, which we just broke open in the Infinity Special. If you haven't checked that out, definitely go give that a listen. It was Andy's favorite episode, he said. And I think it was probably mine, too. Um, it was a blast. But, uh, yeah, definitely excited for this. Happy to have a countdown. We will be counting down to Falcon and Winter Soldier along with you. And we'll, of course, be watching some stuff to prep for that as well. Great segue. Let's get into uh, what you're watching. What you watching? What you watching? This is where we tell you what we're watching week by week. Want to hear what you're watching? Let us know by using the hashtag what you watching, reaching out to us on our social. We'll go down the line here. Let's start with you, Giggler. What's your, uh, what are you watching lately? Yeah, so this is uh, quite a change of pace from my normal uh, binging, but I've been last couple weeks or so probably last week since we last talked uh pretty much only sports hockey season is back uh football playoffs over the weekend um there was a great tiger woods documentary that aired the second episode of two on hbo on sunday um i gotta watch catch the second half of that i think that's going to be uh pretty crazy for any golf fans or even just fans of tiger woods or just if you're even just aware who he is like just it's pretty crazy to see his backstory of everything and that second episode seems like it's going to be getting into his uh affairs plural and um all that controversy that started can't even remember how many years ago that was but that's kind of when his golf career was derailed and um probably his personal life as well but um He's recovered nicely, won a Masters a couple of years or one or two years ago. And um, I don't know, I'm a big sports guy. So this is this this is a great time of year now that everything's starting back up. Obviously, big, big Penguins fan. So they're not having a great start, um, similar to the Blues, but still early. We'll, we'll recover. Yeah, I like no, I like how you guys uh, mix in just kind of naturally during what you watch and not just shows, but you're, you'll kind of tell us what happened in sports that week. I'm glad to bring that back in and just like if you watched it and you want to talk about it, I'm sure we have fans that appreciate getting some updates on that stuff. Oh, yeah, especially now that I, I came to the realization uh, yesterday that Royal Rumble is coming up January 31st. Uh, that's probably the best pay-per-view for, for myself and I think any – non-wrestling fan should love should just watch one just the whole idea of of the royal rumble is just amazing one person every 30 seconds and it just turns into a mass brawl if you don't know anything about it but um if, if you haven't then you should but um january 31st also is another special day meaning it is the day that i was born so thank you for scheduling that vincent kennedy mcmahon and giving me something to do on my birthday well, we'll have to. It sounds like what we're gonna have to do is have like a a giggler birthday episode, and you can just talk about the Royal Rumble, and you you and Mike can really nerd out maybe some wrestling, and you guys can tell us the highlights or something about what happened. I don't think um, Mike or I will will disagree with any of that. Did you get into the group chat that Mike told you about, or was it vice versa? <laughs> no, not yet. Not yet. I'm... We kind of paused, so it's ah. not that we're leaving you out, but. <laughs> paused just because of sports and life um it's hard when there's four nfl games and that's eats up literally like 16 hours of your weekend watching so they 
they space them out perfectly to take up my whole day, which I'm fine with. But I also haven't watched any wrestling in like a month now. And that's probably the only month I've missed in like the past five years. So um, I got to get back on the horse. PC Mike, what are you watching? Yeah, kind of with Andy. Um, I'm a big Chiefs fan. Andy's a big Steelers fan. So I've um, been watching a lot of football, nervous about Patrick Mahomes, if he can pass concussion protocol this week to play. Um, but the other thing that I did start watching is I watched, I think I'm three episodes in of four of the new Night Stalker documentary on Netflix. Um, true crime about um, some rampant murders and the 80s I think it was the 80s um but yeah I like true crime I get kind of engrossed in that kind of stuff um and it's interesting because this one does something that not really many true crime things do they're actually interviewing and talking to the main detectives of um finding the night stalker and how they figured it out so they're actually talking to the actual guys and have sit down interviews with them which is kind of cool not a lot of um true crime stuff does that mostly because a lot of it, they can't find them. They're not around anymore. They don't want to talk about it. So it's just kind of cool. Um, it's a little different. Um, they did say, and I like read more about it. It is pretty gory. So it is like an MA one, but um, yeah, it's entertaining. And it's something that I've heard of, but didn't know much about. So um, besides sports, that, and um, yeah, Royal Rumble. If you haven't watched a Royal Rumble, enjoy it. Play, uh, me and my buddies always play a game where we, pick numbers and bet on it and if your number you pull wins um you win the pot so little stuff like that and you never know what's going to happen at the royal rumble so it is if you don't watch the whole thing watch the royal rumble match you will not regret regret that hour that you spend watching it there you go wrestling fans bringing it back into your world royal rumble coming up sounds like we'll be talking about it get pumped for it Thanks for sharing what you guys are watching this week. Uh, mine that we're going to get into, uh, it's actually kind of a little bit bigger than our normal what you watching. So I actually want to take one quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about Iron Man 2. So stick around. We'll be right back. What you watching. We're back and we're still on what you watching. Uh, wanted to feature uh, another MCU flick since it is MCU season, even though I don't think we we I don't think we're gonna go how many weeks without MCU content. So I don't know if it's really MCU season, more of like MCU year. I mean, either way, it's gonna keep coming. And what happened was, I went we we had the Infinity Special right, so I went back and watched Infinity War and Endgame. Well, I was like, well, I gotta watch Age of Ultron. And I was like, well, shoot, now I gotta watch Civil War. Basically, watching these things backwards. And then I thought, well, I watched Iron Man not too long ago, so I just picked up what Andy did. I'm rewatching the MCU now again, and I picked up Iron Man 2. Um, and definitely want to give these movies their due diligence and make sure you get your money's worth when we talk about them. But I will keep it brief because we are going to focus on WandaVision today. So just real quick, zoom through some notes, give my high-level thoughts. We'll all three rate it, and then we'll move on to the meat for today, which is, of course, WandaVision episodes 1 and 2. Iron Man 2 was released May 7th, 2010, so two years after the first Iron Man. Uh, the budget for this film was $200 million. That Compared to Iron Man 1, uh, Iron Man 1 was $140 million. And this movie, Iron Man 2, made $623 million. Iron Man 1, just for comparison's sake, was five eighty-five. so just kind of like that natural progression. When things are going right, the numbers typically seem to go up. 
We saw that whenever we did the Fast and Furious special, Andy, right? One after the other just kept jumping. <laughs> it's so fun. Um, so in this one, this is great. We meet Ivan Vanko right, right out of the gate in the beginning. This was, His dad was a bad guy scientist that worked with Tony Stark. Or I'm sorry, Howard Stark. Howard Stark is played by John Slattery in this movie, and he plays Howard Stark most of the times in the MCU films. Um, but what's curious is he didn't play Howard Stark in Captain America, the first Avenger. That's actually Dominic Cooper. And But they did bring back John Slattery, and, put, and, the, and he's the one that plays Howard Stark in Avengers Endgame when Tony goes back and sees his dad. So just kind of curious. I was like, you know, they obviously had a different thoughts on Howard Stark just at one point. And uh, in the order, Captain America, the first Avenger, does come after this movie. So I guess they were just thinking that Howard Stark, you know, he's he's very young in Captain America, first Avenger. So I guess that maybe they just wanted to go a totally different route. Um, but either way, I just thought it was curious. Uh, this one is coming off of Iron Man 1, whenever Tony Stark came out as Iron Man. And I'll tell you right now, this movie is all about ego. This is Tony Stark at his peak. Um, he, it opens with him at the Stark Expo. He's got Iron Man cheerleaders behind him, like dancing for him. He's just on top of the world. He's happy to be Iron Man. And then on top of this, we find out that he's dying because the thing in his chest, his original arc reactor, is poisoning him slowly. And because of all this compiling, he's dying, he's Iron Man, his ego gets out of control. He's kind of like a guy on his way out. He's like, I'm. he gives the company a way to... Uh, Pepper, he's uh, given like his money away. There's a joke in there that he gave his money to like Boy Scouts of America without even really thinking about it. Um, he throws a party. He gets drunk. He fights for the first time. Don Cheadle playing Rhodes as uh, War Machine. There's like a a fight during a party because Tony's just out of control. A um, couple good cameos about this part in the movie. Elon Musk cameos in this film. He actually talks about Merlin engines and electric jets. Those are things that exist in real life now. Uh, St Stan Lee cameos is Larry King in this one. Um, Tony is, uh, you know, he's so he's getting so consumed by all the things in the world, just trying to like have adrenaline rushes and do him whatever he wants because he's dying. There's a really cool race scene somewhere in Europe where he actually actually drives the race car. Remember that. And this is where Ivan attacks him, gets out his big electric whips. He's made an arc reactor. And this is where Tony did not see him coming at all, literally. It's Tony in a car coming around a turn, and Ivan takes him down. This is a story here, again, about ego. And whenever you let your ego get too out of control, you miss things that are right in front of you, and you pay for it. Uh, Ivan says to Tony, the world will consume you. And it really does there for a while. Tony gets really depressed. He doesn't want to even like do Iron Man stuff anymore. He's just hanging out in the suit uh, until Nick Fury shows up. He shows up in Iron Man 2 with Agent Coulson. We also meet Natasha Romanoff in this film, who's undercover, working for Tony and Pepper, but Black Widow is introduced in the film. This is where Nick Fury has to get Tony out of that donut, and then they have like a big heart-to-heart. -heart. Basically, what happens here is there's a way for Tony to have a new power source for his suit, uh, it's to create a new element, which was left by hints from Howard Stark uh, during like a Stark Expo that was like 30 years ago. So Tony has to do like some of this classic Iron Man stuff. He's in his shop. He has to create this new element, saves his life. One of the funny things in this movie is Hammer Tech, Justin Hammer, played by Sam Rockwell. He's hilarious. He's just spitting one-liners the entire movie. 
Um, we get Shield and Agent Coulson in this one too. Tony finds out his dad was a founding member of Shield. This leads into direct stuff that happens in Captain America: The First Avenger. Iron Man and War Machine team up for real in this movie toward the end, fighting off the drones created by Ivan Vanko. And then Thor is teased a few times throughout the film. Uh, Agent Coulson continuously says, I have something going on in the Southwest. I got to get to New Mexico. And it is also the end credit scene for this film that teases out um, Thor. It's a great movie. It was so much fun. I remember the, the, the hype coming off of Iron Man 1 and seeing that they were going down this road and there was a second Iron Man. It was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Holy shit, here we go. Um, that being said, it gets a lot of flack publicly in the, in the fans' eyes. People speak out against this film saying it's not that great. I totally disagree, and I'm going to rate it right now. I had so much fun watching it again. It is a Iron Man movie to its core, and I will give it a 3.3. 3. Guys, thanks for letting me get through those notes real quick. Giggler, I know you watched this recently. What are your overall thoughts? Feel free to have the floor and then give us your rating. Oh, for sure. I can, uh, I mean, you said everything perfectly um, in your explanation. Um, I just took a couple things I wanted to touch on, like the Elon Musk cameo. That was like one of the few like things that I wrote down in my full rewatch that I did not notice the first time. Now he's the richest man in the world, so um Wow. Good for him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Good job. The closest, closest thing we have to a real life Tony Stark right now, I think. So um, yeah. that and then Hammer, the Hammer tech guy, we said Rockwell was his name. That yeah. he's such a punchable face. I really, I was so sick of him by the end of the movie, but that <laughs> means they casted him perfectly, honestly. Um, and then I wouldn't be surprised if he keeps showing up in other stuff too. I feel like he um he's been referenced in other in other movies i believe so i, I wouldn't surpri be surprised to see that but one of the coolest parts was at the end when they're uh fighting off all the the robots and tony tells Rhodey to to get down and he does that just one use gigantic laser that just murks everyone in sight like why does he not just have one of those for like everyone just a, a thanos one just cut him right in half done game over it's over that's what i was I, that's what i was thinking i was like surely he used that against thanos and it just didn't do anything right that could be but that was that was pretty cool yeah. um but overall i would say i go give it about a 3.2 rewatchable not not something not as good as iron man one but still a great movie. Um, I don't. I don't. I, I think that's where people go wrong a lot of times comparing it to the original. Don't just look at it by itself. And 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 if you want to watch it again, go for it. I I loved rewatching it, and I'll rewatch it probably every time it's on TV. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think it's easy to see, like especially if you. This is probably like years ago too, right? People saying that they're comparing it to the first one. That, but now. I will challenge any MCU fan. If you sit down, you haven't seen this movie in eight years, you're gonna you're gonna be like, "Oh, this is good." Uh, PC Mike, when's the last time you saw it, and uh, what are your thoughts on the movie? And definitely want to hear your rating. I mean, it's been a, it's been years, um, but the big thing that sticks out to me is this is Mickey Rourke's comeback trail after the wrestler. 
And I thought he was good in it. I like Mickey Rourke. Um, I know people don't think he was great, but that scene when Tony's driving and he had and he cuts the car, I mean, that's that's pretty cool. Um, but if you haven't seen Mickey Rourke in The Wrestler, watch it because that is awesome. And that's what brought him back to probably get this role. Um, but yeah, it's fun. It's on TNT and stuff like that a lot. And I'll find myself watching 20, 30 minutes here and there. Um, it's a nice superhero movie. It's not going to win any Oscars. It's not going to blow the doors off the Academy Awards or anything like that, but it's fun. Um, I'm a little lower than you guys. Um, I'm probably like a 2.9, so it's enjoyable. It's not crazy, but um, yeah, it's an enjoyable movie. And the first one, yeah, you can't compare it. It's hard to compare sequels anyways, um, but I wouldn't compare this one. I think it can stand alone and it tells its own little story, but also sets up a lot of stuff in the future. Well said, good review, and yeah, especially for not seeing it for a while, uh, it is uh, it's 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 on a lot. That that is one that they throw on those you know TNT or something, and uh, yeah, it's a good flick. And uh, you know, if you're watching the MCU kind of along with us, um, thought it'd be nice to kind of know what movies come after this one, and what am I going to be watching? I don't know if you guys, I know you you just watched it recently, Andy. Maybe you can, if I know you though, you'll you'll watch it again. Um, we have three films that follow this one. I mean, all of them follow, but Thor, the original, Captain America, the first Avengers. Uh, the first Avenger, and then Avengers. I'll give it up because, Jesus, look at those three movies right there. Man, just plug on our YouTube channel. We always have visuals. If you haven't subscribed to our YouTube channel, get over and do that. But, um, you know, will we be? Will I be watching these three, all of them, and talking about them on the show? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's the whole podcast. So um, we'll keep it going for you guys. MCU City over here, and boy, oh, boy, are we happy to see the Marvel Studios icon with uh the entry to the movies again i don't know what you call that but speaking of which let's just get right into the meat the meat of the episode that's right that's where we get into the chunk the sizzle it's what you want and we're gonna spend some time here today talking about wandavision the mcu is back phase four is here two episodes dropped last friday and this is going to be right here right in time for you. This podcast will be dropping on Thursday, and uh, we'll have you nice primed and ready for the next episode. Uh, up on the screen now, I'm just sharing two recent posters that Marvel Studios did put out via Disney and all the, on all their social. This was after a couple days after the, uh, the premiere. Uh, just some really clean-looking posters showing the transition, which we'll get there, but to color. And, uh, you know, the, you, it's kind of like a, we're going to talk about how they're taking us through the decades of television. The first two episodes are in black and white. And so these promos are kind of getting you ready to see a lot more color in WandaVision. And we're going to talk about that, too. But they look fantastic. I've loved all the branding for this uh, show. And their, their social channels have just been a blast. So what I want to do today, we're going to talk about both episodes. It's going to be in the same similar format to what we just did for Iron Man, how we review all of our stuff. Try to keep it concise for you. Try to talk about the things that matter, the things that stuck, that stick out. And this is why, this is who I think I'm talking to a lot of the times um, for our fan base out there. At least if you don't know this yet, that we've talked about this. I'm not a uh, comic book expert. I've never have claimed to be. You know, that's not my shtick. My shtick is I'm a movie watcher love talking about movies, and I'm an expert in the MCU films. So I'm looking at this through the lens that I think that, you know, I've never missed 
the message I feel like that's come from the Marvel Studios team. It's like I see the movie, it's resonating. We're going to talk about it from that point of view. Try to point out some things that um, will help you navigate the story, like what's important, what's not important. Um, and then when I can mix it in, I do look up some stuff ahead of time before we record to give us some of that nerdy knowledge we're looking for. Um, if you're an expert out there and you'd like to you know, come on the show, give us some thoughts on some of this stuff, we're always looking for more people to involve in the discussion. Just give us a shout at mostlysuperheroes.com and we'll get you involved in the MCU discussion. Starting it off, I just want to start high level, just like when in one or two sentences. I'll, I'll go first, and you guys can, can follow here. I just want to kind of give instant reaction, and I'm just going to give it right now. I am here for this show. I am already hooked. We're two episodes in. I cannot imagine a better way for the MCU to kick back off than this is a, this is a mystery, like Mike was saying. This is like lost type stuff. Like You're having to like pay attention to clues. You're like, where did they come from? Who are these people? And we're all doing this together. And what a way just to kind of ground ourselves in a brand new story, something fresh. It's not like I turned on WandaVision and I felt like, you know, oh, here we go. It's just, you know, Age of Ultron again. No, this is something totally fresh, totally new. I'm loving how it looks. I'm loving the vibes. I love the dark tones that they mix into this world where they really grab you and you find yourself looking at the screen on the close-up shots and the hard silences. Really fun. Really excited for the rest of the season. I'll start with you, Giggler. A couple of sentences. What uh, are your instant thoughts? Yeah. Oh, I, I'm so I, I love it. I, I was skeptical at first uh, of what what this kind of theme of the show was going to be, but they they knocked it out of the park so far, and I can't wait to see what the next few episodes have uh, look like and and feel like. I mean, it took a little bit to get to get used to it, like the feel and like the the vibe of the show, but I mean, I th honestly, it's pretty, it's really funny. There's a lot of hilarious parts that I kind of didn't count on that happening considering the vision's dead. Um, <laughs> it's like just kind of weird. I didn't see kind of going down that route, but I'm glad they did um, lighten it up a little bit, but I'm, I'm super pumped for the next few weeks to see where this is going. I found myself kind of like craving like advancement of the story, which you're not really going to get much overall for the whole, whole universe, but um right now anyways but i'm i'm really excited to see what they do with this pc mike turn it to you In, uh re instant thoughts you know first thought first reactions if you will yeah it's something like i've never really seen before so that's cool um i think my instant reaction is i like people online the online community putting clues together for me because i miss a lot of things and me kind of seeing on Twitter here and there some things and seeing all that makes me appreciate this a little bit more. Um, and yeah, they're adding some different elements. I get a big Pleasantville vibe where the color's coming back. I get, I get a little bit of lost, like with putting clues and things together, not necessarily um, lost style, but just kind of that whole internet community coming together to look at different scenes and why is this happening? And I'm sure we'll talk about it later. Um, but little things that they catch that I don't. I think that's the coolest thing so far. And um, like Andy said, I like the, there's some comedy in here that I didn't realize that I would have. Um, Vision doesn't eat. And he tells people that all the time. And they're like, <laughs> you don't eat. And it's like little stuff like that's funny. Um, and I didn't think that I would enjoy it as much as I actually did. So hats off Vision. 
so far so far yeah because he's got a redemption road i even put a nice clip out of you talking about vision and i dude i every time i watch it i i'm just laughing my butt off like this guy is irredeemable he's not great <laughs> but yeah he was good like when he was chewing i know we we're not we're on the first episode but he was yeah, just, like yeah. chewing that gum I mean, yeah. that's fun. like stuff like that oh we're gonna talk about it i'm so excited to talk about this with you guys just watching it but me i had that marvel feeling the whole time i'm writing notes i'm just sitting here thinking like this is what we've been waiting for on the show and you as a listener, it's a, it's a great time. So I uh, want to go ahead and give you a full-on spoiler alert right now. Um, we're going to have to get a sound bite for that for sure, and a noise or something, because uh, we, you know, we're talking about TV and stuff so much. So we'll, we'll work on that in for you. But spoiler alert for these, we are going to go deep into them. We're talking about specifics, and we're going to talk about where we think the show is headed. It's going to be a lot like we did just with Iron Man uh, in this episode, except I want to make this more conversational. So Andy and Mike, please jump in interrupt me and if you see something that you've thought of or you have a note do not you know don't let it pass just just jump in i got i got plenty of notes and i'll, I'll stay on track over here starting with episode one so much fun uh i will say probably disappointed you pc mike is only 27 minutes i know that i was like damn that's so short but gotta remember tv show we're getting a lot of episodes i think it was only like 20 minutes because i think there were seven minutes of credits at the end but not to and I, I, I don't know if everyone else was like this, but I was just watching those credits like this. Like, don't miss anything. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was thinking, like, these credits are seven minutes. This, this has got to be fake. This is like part of the show or something like that. So I watched all seven minutes just intently. But I'm sure somebody out there will put something together of doing something at that end. Like, oh, if you pause it at 26 minutes, you can see i'm sure something out out there will come <laughs> yeah there's people like making fun of some people that are just trying to connect dots that just aren't there they're like oh wanda was in the yard and she always stood on grass and <laughs> no um we talked about the end just now but we didn't talk about the beginning guys there's a brand new marvel intro and oh my gosh it felt so good to see those comic book pages turning again the music the the dun 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 Mixed in with some new, I say new, the last phase of Marvel has been incorporated. You get some uh, Avengers Endgame scenes in there. You get some Infinity War. Um, it looks so, so great. That was, I mean, I can't, it's hard for me to put into words the feeling that was when that came back on, I thought, man, we're here. Like, we're doing this. And it's every single week. Uh, try to contain my excitement and focus on the show. So the first episode drops you in. And it is TV sitcom style. And we all know this. If you're listening, you've seen the show. And Wanda and Vision are in the 50s, I will say. Because I think episode one's the 50s. Episode two looks like the 60s. Do you guys agree with that, right? Yeah. Big I Love Lucy vibes in, yeah. this, one, in this first one. Yes, absolutely. And it's uh, Vision and Wanda going into their new house. And they're, they're starting a new life. And... It's very interesting. They don't remember really much of anything, but they definitely know that they're different. They know that Vision has powers. They know that Wanda has powers, and we just can't t show anybody about it. They're trying to live this small, simple life in this TV world, and they're hiding their true identities. There's a date on the calendar that get, kicks us off with kind of like what's going on in this episode, and it's a heart on the date, August 23rd, and this turns out to be that it's uh, Vision's boss, Mr. Hart, and he's going to be coming over for dinner. 
and Vision's trying to impress his boss so that he can get a promotion. Now, in the middle of all this, Wanda, we start to meet more characters, and we'll talk about we'll talk a lot more about Mr. Hart here in just a minute because I want to talk about Vision's company that he works at. So there's some funny stuff there. Um, but Wanda meets her neighbor Agnes, which is played by Catherine Hahn, I believe, and she is just hilarious. And she is this Agnes character. To me, felt like she was showing up to help Wanda. So a lot, like whenever she started to get into a bind, she was knocking on the back door, knocking on the front door. She's helping prepare for like uh, Wanda thinks that the, the the date on the calendar is their anniversary. And so she needs to prepare this big dinner. Agnes is like, I'll help you with it. Now, is Agnes a good guy, bad guy? Who is she in this reality? We don't quite know yet. But to me, it does seem like they're showing us that she is like an ally to Wanda, at least on the surface. Vision has this job, like this desk job. He's at work. And this is where we first hear the song Yakety Yak, which they just they just they just talk about this song like the whole episode. Yakety Yak. Talk something about Jack. It's just hilarious. Um and the uh Vision's trying to find out what this company does. And I didn't know if this was a clue or not. This is gonna be one of those shows where it's like, man, is it a clue or isn't it a clue? But one of the guys that works there actually says, like, hey man, ever since you got here productivity has gone up 300 percent and vision's like what do we even do and yeah but they don't know what they do and do we think that's because wanda doesn't know what he does so we can't fill in those blanks because we're seeing it from her point of view that's the other question too it's like when vision's off on his own living it's like you know if this reality was maybe created by wanda that's just those are like the big questions we just don't know is this a TV reality that Wanda's created? Is it something that somebody else has created? Is it something combination? Because we're gonna talk about like the the little sound bite of the radio coming through on episode two, but they you know they allude to you know who's making you do this, Wanda. So it's like it might seem like somebody's making her do it. And like what does it mean when vision's off on his own? But for now, this vision has a conscious, he has his he makes decisions, he has thoughts. They don't and know what the yak and with yakety yak, I just looked it up. It was released in 1959, so that fits right into this is around the 50s. Yeah, and it's like an actual song. Uh, we get a nice little uh, piece where Vision sings the song, uh, entertaining the Mr. and Mrs. Hart. So let's talk about Mr. and Mrs. Hart, because this is obviously a crucial character, two characters that are crucial in the show. Again, this is, uh, uh, he's got to have them over to the house, they're going to have dinner, and they got to impress the boss. And... Before we get there, though, there is there are commercials in this show, but they are placed. They're created by this by Marvel Studios. They're not real commercials. Um, they're actually commercials from the '60s. This one was about the Toastmate 2000. Has some shine. Uh, get some style and taste in, or get some style and taste into your toast. It's made by Stark Industries. It's kind of an awkward ad where it like beeps a few times as they make the thing. Forget the past. This is your future. Is the tagline. Then it comes back to the show. What'd you guys think of the the ads they placed in there? Yeah, that that one weirded me out. So the and I think that the the like blinking of it and the noise that the to toaster made was like the same as when Tony Stark uh, in Iron Man one when the uh, one of his missiles exploded and messed him up for like the first five minutes in the movie. Did you get that vibe as well? You know, it's funny. I, I didn't connect that specific dot, but I was trying to, I was thinking, okay, this is either a clue to something 
You know, is it a sound that is from another movie? Is it something that's happening like near Wanda, wherever she really is? I, I definitely had like an inkling that it meant something. Because it's if you just compare it, like obviously her her parents died in front of them, where obviously a Stark missile exploded, killed her parents, and then they're in in uh, I think it was Ultron, her and her brother, I guess one landed in their room also, but it never went off. So that's kind of like maybe shows like the difference of, of, of one side versus the other. I, and I don't know, that's, that could be something that's very etched in her brain, like that, that happening and that sound, or that's, that's just my take, but that, that, that's something I noticed, but you, we'll have to see in the next seven episodes, I guess. That's deep, Andy. You're going deep. Yeah. Cause I, I well, you know why? Because we've learned after watching these MCU films so much that there's a lot of stuff like that buried in throughout. So like, we're almost more prepared to notice that kind of stuff. And that's why this show is so good because you're almost playing this game of, okay, what matters in terms of like moving the story ahead and what is maybe just parts of Wanda's memory or, tra or tragedies that are like affecting the reality. Um, I told, I, I love that thought. Um, so moving on in the storyline, uh, dinner time does come. The Hearts, the boss, uh, played by Fred Malamed, and then the wife, Mrs. Hart, played by Deborah Jo Rupp. She's the mom from that 70s show. Um, Kitty. Kitty, of course. Kitty Foreman. <laughs> Kitty Foreman, so great. She's excellent in this show. It's like she's, you know, it's basically the same TV sitcom character, just more like a lot of fun, bubbly. Um. There's a big, there's a lot of pressure for this dinner to go right. And uh, Mr. Hart says at one point to Vision, we don't break bread with bullshitters. Um, they do acknowledge uh, Wanda being Sokovian, which I thought was you know really interesting. Like uh, she's wearing the nightgown when they come in, and and Vision says like, oh, it's a Sokovian uh, thing. So they they're def like see like they definitely remember a lot about themselves, but they don't remember like anything about how they got there. And it, it seems like when they start to remember, like the magic of the place just helps them keep moving along and keep smiling and just keep doing what you're doing. I love like, I know it's a little back, but when the boss is like, this is so important, he's talking about that one guy and he's like, you didn't even have good entertainment. He's like, the string quartet? <laughs> he's like, I thought five courses would be enough. And then he calls him a beatnik, which the beatniks are from the 50s. And he's like, I just wore a turtleneck. <laughs> I love that. I wore a turtleneck and he's got the mustache. Yeah, it was hilarious. But uh, that kind of hit me with like the 50s vibe again, calling somebody a beatnik. It's right in line with your 50s type of sitcom. Yeah, and the lingo and even Vision like incorporates some of that old lingo a little bit as he talks. Um, there's more about the job. The Mr. Hart talks about analyzing input and output. Vision's like, what do we actually do? He's like, that. this is it. He's like, are you dense? He's like, huh. Um, Agnes is showing up to help again and again, trying to help with this dinner, comes back later and helps. Vision sings yakky yak, keeps them busy while Wanda's trying to make this dinner, but she just can't do it. Like, really struggling to make this dinner. I was just like, man, just make the dinner. You got magic. What's taking so long? And I didn't know if we were supposed to notice that. Like, it was something that she couldn't, like, quite get a grasp on. Maybe it didn't matter. I don't know. I thought the same thing. I don't She Can't she just snap her fingers and have a meal there I don't right because she like puts on the dress she like you know it's like 
Um, Agnes shows up again uh, when they get in the bind later. And then this is where the, I mean, we're, we're moving right through this episode. It was quick. It felt quick even watching it. Um, they finally get it together. All the food's done. And then here come the questions. So Mr. and Mrs. Hart are asking Wanda and Vision questions. And if you listen, I noticed on the rewatch, I wrote them all down. They ask, where did you come from? They ask, what did you, what did you do before here? Something like that. When did you get married? How, how, how come you're not, uh, you don't have kids. kids. Yeah, children. Why don't you have children? And they're like trying to remember, and they really, really can't. They really can't remember. And Mr. Hart kind of loses his temper and says, why did you come here? And this is the question he lands on. Why did you come here? And he screams, why? Why? He has like this fit. And he starts like choking. And he's like holding his neck. And Wanda and Vision are just kind of sitting, ignoring it, looking at each other. And the Mrs. Hart, she's like, stop it, Arthur. You're embarrassing me. And just says, stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Over and over and over. And the guy is making this crazy weird noise. He almost sounds like a demon or something. And he's choking. Falls down to the ground. Wanda and Vision still keeping eye contact. like Almost like they're trying to ignore it. They're like, don't help him. Like, don't help him. And the lady's looking at Wanda going, stop it. And if you look back and you rewatch that scene, she is looking at Wanda going, stop it. Stop it. Stop it. And then Wanda says, almost more in her regular Sokovian voice not an accent but definitely more of her solid tone she said help him vision and vision jumps down phases through pulls it out get it up he's fine and it's time to go they're time to wrap it on out of there holy moly I'm sure the deep cut comic book nerds might know exactly who these people are I am like they're trying to figure it out who are these people giggler what did you think of this scene do you know anything about these folks no, I have no clue. <laughs> um, I was really weirded out by the scene, like the way that she was saying "stop it." Like, it, it, like I almost felt like she did. She didn't want it to stop. I don't know. For a second, I was like, "Did she want him to choke, or, or what is happening?" Like, I, I really just hope that I've never really had like work people over for like a dinner party, but I hope that if I ever do, it goes much better than this. What did you think, PC Mike? Were you super weirded out at this point? Yeah, it was just, it's like, what are we doing here? Why don't you stop it? It's your husband. But, I mean, I'm sure we're going to look into it a little deeper, but stop it. Like, Wanda, stop this. Let's go back to where we need to be. Stop this charade of this fake life that you're trying to do to make him still be here. I don't know. Something like that has to be kind of a key in this for me that feels that feels really right because she was looking at her and she was saying like stop it stop it you know and it's like okay you're it doesn't you know you got to take some of the logic out of these encounters right because it's not like they're actually eating dinner at a table it's like this weird tv cosmic reality and like really anything can happen and you know it wasn't weird he stood up he leaves and even tells vision we'll be talking about that promotion so vision you know did a good job this is where they sit down, camera comes in close, and we get like this intimate part with Vision and Wanda just having a dialogue saying, you know, we're not married, we don't have an anniversary, we don't have rings, we don't have a song. And they say, well, this is our new anniversary, this is our song, Yakety Yak, and she makes two rings, they're married, and they're going to say, they're going to they're gonna try to make this life here, and they're going to be married and, and live in, what's it, I think, oh, in Westview is the name of the town. 
Okay. As we end the show, zooms out from the TV. They're smiling at it. There are some names that, like, who it was made by. Babe Digsby, Abe Brown, Leonard Hooper. I didn't look up who they were, but I need to. Um, I didn't, like, it says, like, you know, WandaVision brought to you by, but it was, like, on the TV, in the TV. So I didn't know if those were real people or if it was, like, uh, uh, an Easter egg. So fans, let us know. Maybe you know that. Um, they got out to this van, I think. I think it was a van, but definitely someone watching the WandaVision show on their TV. There's a journal on the on the ground, and this is the first time we see. Oh, and there's also a Roadcaster Pro, just like the one I own. I was like, hey, that's I have that. I noticed that too. I was like, oh, that's Logan Studio. Cool. <laughs> and um, there's a sword journal. And if you don't know what sword is, I only know because I've heard all the rumors for the past year. It's like the new shield. It's like the new shield that's coming in. And there's this short logo, sword logo on this journal as if they're watching WandaVision live. We don't know what the role is, if they're trying to rescue them, if they're just keeping spy. Maybe they're the ones that caused this. I have no idea. I know that as it ended, I was excited just to get episode two going. So as we wrap up episode one, before we jump into episode two, Giggler, overall thoughts on the first episode. Uh, what did you think of that ending? Yeah, it was uh, short, but I feel like they fit a lot in there for for the time time that it was. They, they used good. I mean, like I said, I laughed a lot. Like, I think we didn't touch on this, but the phone call that they had uh, when Vision was thinking it was, uh, or was thinking it was the dinner and Wanda was talking about, um, she thought she was thinking it was anniversary. So that they were like talking about what they were going to do, do that night or whatever. And that, that whole, whole call was hilarious. I, I love that. Um, I'm, I'm just so excited for, for what, what, what's going forward here. It's, um, I mean, this is just the first out of, out of, is, is there eight or nine episodes? I cannot. I don't, cannot I, I don't, I know. I don't even know. I didn't know. I don't think I've seen yeah. like how many there will be. And I, I rarely even know that as a show starts. I just think about like, Oh, that's the day it starts. Just however many there are, it's not enough. Cause I want, I want one every day. Yeah. I'm going to, I'll talk about this more at the end of, at the episode two, but yeah, my, my, I have a lot of thoughts on that, that I think this show is leading to a place that's going to break a lot of our hearts. We're going to be sad to see it in. But before we get there, I don't want to get too ahead of ourselves. PC Mike, what you think of episode one? Anything, uh, any final thoughts before we move on to the second episode? Um, yeah, so, uh, episode one, I didn't know what to expect. Um, went in kind of blind, but watching it adding the online stuff and talking just this through with you guys and kind of doing my own research and looking, I'm intrigued. I'll see where it goes. Um, so as you were doing that, I put it in chat too, but, um, a Brown is actually in. the. Wow. Okay. So just so you know, Mike, uh, you were cutting out like digitally pretty, like pretty rough for a minute, but you came back in. I do hear an echo from me now, if you don't mind muting and, there was, you said that in Marvel Comics, a Brown, martial artist with a codename Black Tiger. He's from the streets of Harlem, who's a member of the Sons of Tigers, MCU canon. A Brown is actually a character from Spider-Man Homecoming, who's played by Abram Atta. Brown served as one of the Peter Parker's classmates from Midtown School of Science and Technology, and he later survived Thanos' scat. Well, you went down the rabbit hole here. Um, where did you say you found this? The Direct was the website I found it. Very cool. Um, I love getting these connections for, uh, and, uh, yeah, I don't know what happened there, but it was like a digital gargle. 
technology, right? Yeah, we'll leave it in. It wasn't that bad. I, I think people will just be laughing at you, uh, if anything. Um, all right, cool. Well, appreciate the tie-in. Of course, always appreciate PC Mike looking us up, seeing what connects. Um, I'll say, you know, I definitely loved uh, Paul Bettany and uh, uh, Elizabeth Olsen in this, and uh, it was a great first episode. Let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll talk about episode two and get ready for episode three of WandaVision. So stick around. We'll be right back. What's up, podcast listener? Did you know that you can advertise right here, right now, on Mostly Superheroes? That's right. I'll read your ad for you. You know, something like this. You can buy all the pancakes in the world right now for $1 a month. Did you think that was true? It's not true, but it could be your ad. We're doing a one-time special, $50, 30-second ad. Reach out at MostlySuperheroes.com forward slash contact. Enjoy the rest of the show. The Meat. We're here in the meat, breaking open WandaVision, episodes one and two. Uh, during the break, Mike, you were just talking about episode, uh, well, just I guess probably both episodes, but something about clocks and the number six. So if you, Twitter has crazy things and people focus in on different things, but every single clock or every single thing that would have a six in WandaVision is removed. So then you look at the closing scene and they, every time it closes, they are in a hexagon, which is six sides. So people are trying to put together what this means, what villain it could be. I haven't looked at too much. I saw a tweet today and then I saw another tweet talk about the hexagon, but the clocks all have the sixes removed from them. Now, some people are going really deep and saying like, well, this 1950s clock has the six missing anyways. But overall, yeah, but overall, all sixes are somehow missing in WandaVision for some reason or another, besides the hexagons that are prevalent throughout the episodes, and especially the ending scene, when it's usually Wanda and Vision coming together at the very end. So something to keep an eye on next rewatch through. Maybe it's the Sinister Six that are doing this to Wanda. (laughs) It's my best guess now. (laughs) Yeah, right. It's the only it's the only thing I could think of Marvel with a six in it. But we do know the Sinister Six being teased out. Um, all right, let's get into episode two. Storyline definitely moves along a little bit in this one. First one was fifties. Now we're getting to the sixties. Uh the opening to the show is so much fun. It's an original take, but definitely derived from the inspiration of Bewitched, I Dream of Genie. These are reruns of my childhood. I watched them growing up, and I'm I just watching this felt like, oh my gosh, they made this in 2021. How cool. It looks fantastic. The music is original, but also definitely has the feel of other songs, so I thought it was kind of cool and unique in that way. Um, I'm big on... Uh, oh. The music is the same people as Frozen. That was pretty cool. I saw that on uh, Twitter today. Well, and like, we, yeah, I mean, Frozen's great. Great musical. Um, I like to pay attention to the recaps on all the shows I watch. You know, I'm rewatching Lost right now. That one's a great uh, recap show. They show you they're like previously on Lost, and then they give you the rundown. It's the important stuff. Okay, so the recap for Wandavision, the acknowledgement that they know they have powers. They made a point to show us that again. Um, they show us Agnes. They show us um the dinner with the hearts. Of course, the big scene at the end. 
the why they show the choking again. So they definitely want us to remember that that guy was down on the ground. And they even showed us the uh, sword van with the journal, which, you know, you, you, that's almost like an in credit scene to me. So I thought they might leave that out and leave it in the back of our mind. No, no, no. They're like, pay attention. And sword comes back around in this episode. We'll talk about it. Episode opens up Wanda and vision in separate twin beds, wake up to crazy noises, power. Uh, she's using her powers to turn the lights on and off. Vision looks out the window. All he sees is rose bushes. They're both very scared, and they don't want to go out there. And they're like, you go check it out. You go check it out. Vision <laughs> tells Wanda, I heard the guys at work say that there are some new shady characters in town. And Wanda's like, they're talking about us. <laughs> Dipshit. And I thought that was hilarious. He's like, no way. And she's like, yeah, it's got to be us. They ignore the sound outside. They're like, whatever. It's fine. But very obviously scared of it. Um, they open after the after the bewitch genie kind of opening. Um, also in the opening, it was cool. They teased out like these new characters we're gonna get. Um, people we hadn't met yet, and uh, they put them in the cartoon figure. So you're like, oh, we're getting some new people. Wanda and Vision are preparing for a talent show. Vision is a magician. They actually roll out this like giant box, which was like comically large, and they're gonna make Wanda disappear out of it. Uh, this is where I realized um, that Paul and Elizabeth Olsen are just an absolute joy to watch. They're so good on screen. Their banter back and forth, the love between them, the smiling. Um, they're just they're just unbelievable actors, and they're committed 100%, and I'm just buying every scene they're in. They look fantastic. So we found out that the talent show is for this township fundraiser, and it's for the children. Wanda wants to fit in. She tells Vision this. So he says, all right, we're going to try to win this thing. We're going to try to win the talent show. It's going to get us in the community. And what we find out is that really it's like going to be basically like them proving to everyone else that they're like regular go lucky people. There's nothing weird about them. Well, uh, before this, Vision goes to the neighborhood watch meeting at the library. And this is where we get some of these hilarious banter between Vision and <laughs> these other guys in the neighborhood, uh, they, they say, hey, do you want some uh, Danish? And he, that's when he says, I don't eat. And the guy's like, what? And he's like, oh, I mean, I don't eat between meals. He's like, but when I do eat, when mealtime comes, I'm a real eating machine. <laughs> oh, my God. I, was, I laughed the second time. Hey. <laughs> Um, th this is where he gets the gum. Somebody gives him big red gum. Well, first, before that happens, he's asking about like, what do you guys do for the neighborhood watch? What are your protocols? I heard this crazy noise. I'm looking after my, my family and they're like, uh, what are you doing here? First of all, like they have that look. Right. And then they stay like, we don't really talk about that. And Herb pats him on the back and is like, Oh, I'm glad that we got past that protocol stuff. We can just relax. You're cool with us now. And I was like, okay. So they didn't want him looking into anything. Um, and gives him a piece of big red gum. He chews, he chews it. The guy hits him on the back. It goes down to his system. And there's this like nice animation that shows you what's happening. Very 60s. And it like is going to mess up Vision. You're like, what's going to happen to him? Almost like looks like a board game operation from the 60s. Kind of gears and all that fun stuff. Yeah, it did. Just those turning gears, cool two-dimensional animation. 
Okay, so the talent show, again, for the children. If you don't think it's important, it's on the sign. It's underlined at the fundraiser for the children. If you, It's important. Uh, this is where – all right, so Vision, the magician, he gets to the uh, – oh, before we get to the talent show, Wanda goes to the planning committee, and Agnes, who's like, again, here to be her ally, gives her advice and says, like, hey, man, Dottie is the key to everything. They're not even beating around the bush on this one, okay? Dottie's important. She runs the party community. She's a real bitch. She's mean to everybody, and she's very rude, and she's like, my way or the highway. This is where we get introduced to a character that she calls herself Geraldine. But as we believe, at least me, based on everything we've read and seen, this is Monica Rambeau daughter of the friend of Captain Marvel, the little girl in Captain Marvel. She's grown up now. The theory is she might be like an, an agent of sword, but she doesn't even know why she's there. And there's actually a really dark line and they put a laugh track behind it. She says, huh, I'm just sitting here terrified because I'm too scared to move. And then they put a laugh track behind it. And you're like, oh my God, she doesn't even know like why she's here. Um, is she the one that like, Wanda asks her name and she can't say her name until Wanda touches her. Oh, Mike. Did you notice that? Nope. Read it online. <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah, she doesn't know her name until Wanda touches her and it like jars her memory of who she's supposed to be. Or in this gave yeah, who she's supposed to be. Gave her a name, right? Yeah. And every time they speak. Every time they're having this crosstalk, Dottie's like, hey, hush up, be quiet. Like, she's like, not, she's not letting them converse, really. Gets real wild at the end of the planning committee. Um, they're having a chat, just Wanda and Dottie. Wanda's like, I want to fit in. I want to be here. I want to be part of this community. Dottie's like, I don't believe what you're saying. And Wanda says, I'm not here to harm anyone. And Dottie says, I don't believe you. There's static on a radio next to him and through comes a voice and there's this close-up moment where it takes you out of the world they've put you in and now we're in the personal space of these characters it really grabbed me again Dottie looks terrified of the voice coming through and it's going Wanda 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 who's doing this to you Wanda and it stops it breaks it kind of explodes Dottie Cuts her hand, and then they kind of get back to Dottie's like, leave me alone. You're not cool. And just kind of forgets that it even happens. I have the theories, right? Who is this voice coming through? Is it someone from S.W.O.R.D.? Is it someone like for, with like Nick Fury, a team? I also had the theory that maybe it was uh, Hawkeye, Jimmy Renner's Hawkeye, you know, because he's like alive, and they're friends at the end of Endgame. We also have the color when she does get cut in her hand. You actually see the red of the blood. Ah, oh, yes, and I forgot one major part. In the beginning, she I found the helicopter. Yeah, yes, yeah, the helicopter that's in color. It has the sword logo on it as well. And it's—I mean, it's Iron Man colors. I don't know anything about the what is it? What it is? But it was in Iron Man colors. So I'm just guessing that's just part of her, like reality or her view towards towards stark as a whole like that's she's just attributing it to, to to him i don't know 
this this is this is crazy like it's got to be a real helicopter probably that was there I, I don't know it's just there's so many things that I'm, <laughs> i need these questions answered now yeah and there is a there is a helicopter in the uh the trailer for the show um yeah like, that's what i was yeah that's what i meant oh, okay uh, okay i got you clearly they're trying to get into this reality somehow from the from the trailers and i mean i think and they even show monica rambeau coming out of that area correct in, in one of the trailers yeah so i think that's, so i think you're right yeah. it doesn't um that one lady that we don't know is helping wander or not show up right when she finds the helicopter too yes right what whenever she's like having a moment of like um you know like what kind of scared a little panicked or something little yeah little panic little what is this starts to think of something and then agnes shows up yeah so. and then agnes also said earlier like she said something in, in the episode like the devil's in the details and that's not the only place he is and like i just thought that was kind of weird of a, like a weird comment like you just look at everything with a fine-tooth comb because you think it's portraying something in the future or or like a easter egg or a hint at something like like mike said like about lost that's such a great analogy i didn't even think about that the, and it could that, that quote right there i'm just spitballing i haven't this is not from the internet this is from big brain me right now <laughs> if she's saying the devil's in the details and all the sixes are missing 666 is the mark of the beast is something connecting there i mean she's the scarlet witch right i mean it could be something totally like that. Yeah. And I know, and from the other preview scenes that you see, like she puts on, like they put on like Halloween costumes and she looks, she is like putting on, she puts on like actual, like comic accurate Scarlet Witch um, outfit. So I, I don't know. That's, that's something that definitely I'm going to keep an eye on. Mike, that's a great great call on that and, sure. and there's a lot of stuff like that again like you guys are saying looking at it with a fine tooth comb to where you it doesn't mean something or not um agnes is like a drunk she drinks a lot you're like okay she's does that mean something and she's also always talking about her husband ralph she's like teach him she's like if how about teach your husband how to goose so you don't lose her or something like that <laughs> and then she during the, the magic show he's like i'm gonna make wanda disappear and she's like how about you make my husband Ralph disappear? <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the best lines for sure. <laughs> yeah, my husband Ralph. She's like says it the whole thing. She's she's hilarious, by the way. We really talked about. Have we met Ralph? No, I don't think so. We yeah, haven't. It's been a minute. Um, so talking about the magic show, moving the story along, uh, along it is time for the show again, guys. It's for the children. They say it. I mean, they say it like literally ten times. This is like a prove you're cool, prove that you're not weird. And Visions shows up and he's gum drunk. All right. The guy's he's he's drunk, he's broken, he's not working right, and he's hilarious. He has so many funny lines throughout this whole thing. He starts to fly and she's like, Oh no. They're all like, Oh, how are you doing this? She uses magic. It's a rope. He talks about horseshoes too, and he's hilarious when he's like Shoes of horses we played and all that stuff. So. <laughs> and his voice is like comically funny. Uh, he talks about the horseshoes. He's like, I was wearing his shoes. <laughs> it was that horse head that walks by some guy in a horse mask. <laughs> um, he says to the people, he's like, all right, we're going to show you things and we're going to lie to you. And because humans minds can't grasp blah, blah, blah. 
I can't wait to see your dumbstruck little faces, he says to the crowd at one point. And uh, he picks up the piano next. And Wanda's like, uh, uh, uh. Like, turns it into, like, a piece of cardboard and walks off. And that guy goes, that was my grandmother's piano. <laughs> He's like, what happened to it? Um, this was a weird part, too. Herb, he's like, pick a card. And he goes through the whole deck until the last one. And he's like, oh, it is my card. He goes, oh, well, Herb, take it back then. I guess that was the joke. Yeah. That guy with the piano, though, might be my favorite in the whole show. <laughs> he's the beatnik. <laughs> you know who he looks like? He looks like uh, Ross Geller's like little brother. Yeah. yeah. I just wore a turtleneck. <laughs> <laughs> That's an unfortunate comparison for him. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Um, Vision puts the hat through his body, and everybody's like, oh, man, how'd you do that? She puts mirrors behind him. That one girl goes, is that how mirrors work? <laughs> Just really good, timely stuff. And then the grand finale, my husband, Ralph, we talked about that line, and they start chanting, what's in the box? What's in the box? Because Vision messes up. He doesn't put Wanda in it. Wanda snaps her fingers. Boom, out comes Geraldine, a.k.a. who we think Monica Rambeau, unconfirmed thus far. And it's the three of them. It felt like, to me, the three of these folks are in it together because they're like, you know what I mean? They bow together at the end. It seemed like Monica, Vision, and Wanda. It's the three of them. Did you guys feel that, too? I agree, for sure. Um, one thing I noticed... Um, well, Dottie stops them from leaving the talent show. They won. They're the funniest one they've, that's ever been. And they win the, the inaugural award for comedy, best comedy or something like that. They, so they won the thing. Mrs. Hart was in the crowd too, if you noticed. Not Mr. Hart, but she's there and they keep showing her. Close up. Okay. They come home. Again, they're like, okay, good job today. Love you. They get, it's, you get some heartfelt moments. They said, and we did it for the children. Boom, she's pregnant. She's got a belly. And I had to look this up, but this is the comic lore. It's been talked about uh, all year that these are twins and that their names would be Wiccan and Speed, and that's from Nerdist. If they do go down this road, Wanda and Vision do have kids in the comics. They're called Wiccan and Speed. Now, is this really happening? Absolutely unconfirmed. This could just be noise. Um, and Or it could be like, hey, these are new characters that might be able to live out of this reality. Um, but I know that there was an interview with, uh, Elizabeth Olsen about this and she couldn't confirm or deny if they were going to be like young Avengers or something. It's Mary Kate and Ashley confirmed. <laughs> you heard it here. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it um, takes two. We'll see though. I mean, I want to see these kids. We know that we've seen them in the teasers and the trailers, like the babies, like making stuff float in the air and there are two of them. So we know they're at least twins. Um, we'll see who they are. You say one's name was Wiccan? Yeah, W I C C A N is what I got here. Okay. I don't know if that's kind of I don't know, Wiccan, like I don't know. Well again, like witch. That's the witch, right? That's yeah. like the another word for witch or something. Or a yeah. or like a, a a group of witches, I think maybe. Um, okay, so then this is like the big part of the episode. Big noise outside again. They're like, you know what, we're going out there this time. Get out to the street. This is one of those moments that pulls you out of TV feeling into like wow they're they're terrified this manhole opens up out comes a beekeeper 
got an image of him here, I think. Oh, I need to, I haven't switched screens even. I'll have to fix this in post. But here we go. Here's an image of uh, our beekeeper. Got some other images here for you too. Uh, Paul Bettany at the talent show, the bed. Um, can't really tell who this is in the photo. Comes in close on Wanda right when he looks at her and she just says, and again, a more like serious and intentional voice. No. It rewinds, it rewinds. What does this tell me? And then like, so they kiss and like, it's like the moment never happened, right? Then they just move forward and love and never, they never went outside. This tells me she did this. She's like, I'm not dealing with this today and just rewound time. Or maybe, maybe not, you know, someone else could have done this. Maybe somebody else didn't want her to see what was happening yet. So we'll see. They get back in the house at this point. They're, I mean, this moment, man. These two are such great actors. When he when she says, "Vision, is this real?" Like I got so teary eyed because I was like, "Oh man, he's dead!" And like, are they like getting? This is what it tells me is we're getting this love story of these two, and they're gonna break our hearts in the end. I'm warning you. Um, we're gonna build Vision up to be someone that we don't dislike, and then then just rip him from us. That's not right. I agree. But, I, I hope they. I hope not. I hope we get him back. Yeah, I, I think it could happen potentially. I mean, this I mean, is. Do, a, you, do you remember back like episode one? She even talked about his head being indestructible. Yes. Yes, immediately. We didn't even talk about that immediately. Yeah. So. That's a good point, Mike. I mean, that's exactly yeah. how that's a, that's how he goes. Um, okay, so just wrapping up the episode. They come back in. They have their lovely moment. And everything starts to go to color. And man, it was emotional. It was so cool. It looks amazing. You get visions like that maroon, whatever color that is. Wanda's in her red shirt. It just looks, this looks so good. The TV we're getting nowadays, it's like, what is this TV show that's like taking us through generations of TV and it just looks so good. Um, here's my overall thoughts of it. Um, and we'll give you guys the floor too. I think it's a great show. I think it's a soft, like, easy-ish entry into phase four just with these two episodes but we talked about it i know it's going to end with a bang you talk about this budget we know about we know about the trailer we've seen um and i think you know this is exactly what marvel studios does they get you excited for the next thing so i think it's going to be one of those like bittersweet endings where it's over but like we're going to be jumping that's our jumping off point the end of this show is the jumping off point for the rest of what happens um and i'm just so impressed with the whole team and i, I just feel lucky um I said this on Twitter, but I feel like it's a it's a mystery that the characters and the fans are like we're figuring it out along with Wanda and Vision, and that feels cool. PC Mike, what were your thoughts on episode two? Again, with all kind of putting everything together, I mean, it's really kind of taking shape. Like I said, I was very hesitant coming in. I had no idea what it was, but now like Am I going to be that guy on an internet forum later on Reddit, like trying to figure some stuff out? Maybe. <laughs> but I don't want to spoil because I just searched some things and like they were talking about Dottie. Okay. They're like, who's excited for this Marvel villain to be in the universe now? And I'm like, I can't click on that. Yahoo. Like, <laughs> I can't. But uh, I was just kind of following along on the Wikipedia, and it does say that Wanda is the one that changed it at the end um, to, like, 
speed up to go to the 70s. And then the commercial, we didn't talk about this commercial yet that was in this. Oh, episode. no, we, we didn't. And actually, I'm really glad you brought that up because we have a we have something for our, our Mostly Superhero Squad uh, that ties directly to this ad. And it was uh, this, uh, this ad that sa- says, like, hey, all you need is two things in your life, your special lady and your Strucker watch. The Strucker uh was the was hydra not with well, a hydra nazi that created uh scarlet witch and what's his name uh silver what's his quicksilver name? quicksilver thank you i kept wanting to say silver surfer for some reason and, and his, his name's i think wolfgang von strucker right yes and he used the mind stone loki's mind stone to create these two and the Mindstone is the password to the most of superhero squad fan page. So with it being the first week, WandaVision's here. It's a capital M Mindstone. You get over there. Uh, the exclusive piece of content that will be waiting for you at this point will be our Monday video episode from our Instagram show that we do every Monday at noon. So get over and use Mindstone. But Mike, what was your thoughts on the ad here? Like I didn't, I guess I didn't put two and two together until I started looking it up. And now I'm like, these ads mean a lot more than just some like little, little quirky type things in there. Um, So yeah, everything means something in this show. And thank goodness there's people out there that will dissect every single second because I'll miss a lot of stuff. Um, But yeah, I am. After this podcast, I am more in than I was after I watched the show. So I think that's a good job by us kind of looking at all the details and kind of getting people ready for the upcoming episodes too. Well, and that's well said, but I'll also say this, you know, uh, talking about the spoilers and stuff that's out there. I really do, even now as big, as big of a nerd as I am, I still try to stay away from it because I don't want spoilers. And here's the thing. I, I've never needed to know that comic book stuff before. For MCU films, you didn't catch me like trying to figure out stuff in Iron Man 2 or, you know, I was just like, I watched the movie, I catch the Easter eggs, I watched the end credit scene and I'd be like, oh man, I can't wait for the next thing. And I feel like this, I don't, I don't even need those tie-ins. I feel like Marvel does such a good job of this, of telling the story. Have you ever read a spoiler on accident and it ruined the movie, movie before you see it? Has that ever happened to any, either of you? Not bad enough to where I am remembering a specific one. No, I think there was like stuff like in Endgame to where like you knew it was going to be like a Captain or a Iron Man situation. So you were just like prepared, but not in terms of knowing details. No. Yeah. Luckily, I think I've escaped that too, but I'd be pretty pissed if not somebody, if someone's at fault for that, they're going down. I've, I've swore that like, you know, you do that, I'll write you off. Like we'll never speak. The only one that's even close for me was The Dark Knight Rises. I saw something come out that Tulao Ghoul was in it, and this chick played a young Tulao Ghoul. So that was in my mind the whole movie, and I was like, oh, I see what's coming. So that's the only one that's ever been close to that for me. But I still, gosh, that was 2012. It's, that was nine years ago, and I still remember it. So that's what- good job, spoiler. That's what I was saying. It's like I think I feel like I would remember. And hey, just so you know, listeners, that's our goal. We'll always give you those spoilers, spoiler alerts. Um, you can see how strongly we feel about spoilers, so we'll prevent ourselves from doing it to you as best as we can. 
All right, let's talk about what's coming up on the show. Um, I revisited the trailer just so we could kind of wrap up like what might be possible. Um, so we're going to see their lives continue to play, all, play out over decades, like getting closer to real time. We see Geraldine or Monica again later, but she knocks on the door and Wanda goes, who are you? So she doesn't even remember her from before. So it's, it seems like, like maybe she'll be gone for a while and then like reappear maybe in the next episode. Uh, maybe like she's coming and going, maybe working with sword. We'll see. We also got a glimpse of Darcy from Thor. How is she going to tie into this story and what's going on with the Thor characters and how are they going to play a role in WandaVision? We do see a helicopter. We see Wanda and Vision say, this is our home. Let's fight for it using kind of like their powers full on. Like, when's that going to happen? What are the circumstances of which it happens? I don't consider these even spoilers because it's like you just don't have enough context. It's leading to something big. It's got a giant bu budget. It, it, I've seen people online already trashing it, just saying like, this is a boring show. Like, oh my God, this is not a boring show. It's not going to be a boring show. It's going to end with a bang. It's going to be a bittersweet ending. That breaks your heart, but gets you pumped for the rest of the MCU. I think it's going to be a love story at the end of the day. Maybe something about Wanda and Vision living a life they never got to live, and we're, we're watching it. Will Vision come back to life? Will we see another tra tragic goodbye? Uh, and where will Wanda exit, and what in the world will be coming next for the characters that come out of this? We are going to be here to walk you through it and talk about it. Any final thoughts on WandaVision, fellas? I just looked it up. It's nine episodes total. Nine total. Thank so you. it ends March 5th. So if I'm doing, there's going to be like double episodes in decades, maybe. I don't know if how they're going to do it by jumping decades, but maybe there's like two in the 2020, something like that. So it, it will be interesting to see how they do it. Um, and when this ends, just so you know, just like we did with Iron Man 2, the next things you're going to need to be thinking about title-wise. So Falcon and Winter Soldier, Loki, that stuff will be happening. But what storylines will be most affected by WandaVision? My guess, and direct, we know some of this, Multiverse of Madness, Doctor Strange 2, Spider-Man uh, Far From Home, just because we know there's a tie-in there with Multiverse of Madness, so maybe there'll be a tie-in with WandaVision. We've heard that Monica Rambeau will be on the new show Miss Marvel, so that'll be some kind of tie-in, as well as Hawkeye, because... WandaVision and Hawkeye, Clint, our friends, per the end of Endgame. So there's your connection for what titles are coming up. Like I said, we're going to keep this straight for you. It's hard to watch TV nowadays. You might not have realized how all this connects. Maybe your kids are watching, watching this stuff. We're going to explain it. Don't worry. We'll keep you in the know. Okay, Kyle, let's talk about what's uh, coming up on the show. Oh, I, I didn't put it up there, but the last, the second episode was 36 minutes, it looked like. So, had about 10 minutes on the first episode. Um, all right, talking about what's coming up in the show, uh, just and what's kind of happened recently. I like to keep you in the know what's happened in the last few days, what's coming the next few days, because we're doing something new every day at MostlySuperheroes.com. Got a new episode of the music show exclusively on Spotify with music from Spotify built by Anchor. This week's episode, Hamilton the Mixtape. Actually, I have a typo in the slides as the musical. It is from Hamilton the Musical, which I've seen it and I love it. And there's a Hamilton mixtape that actually features covers of a lot of the songs from the musical. Here's some artists you'll know. Ashanti, Ja Rule, Nas, Kelly Clarkson, Jimmy Fallon sings a song. There are so many uh, artists that did a lot of the music from Hamilton the Musical. So get over and check that out. 
mostly superheroes the music show exclusively on spotify we did release a logan's heroes that we had teased out the previous week jeremy Correa, filmmaker definitely get to our youtube channel everything i'm talking about today is available on the website more wandavision reviews we just talked about it and we're going to keep you apprised of how all these mcu titles connect you're going to be in the know jurassic park watch party get ready it's coming it'll be a live event probably on Instagram or t- uh, Facebook, um, it's looking like. So we'll keep posting on how that'll work. And then the Mostly Madness movie tournament, which I wanted to check in with you guys. Uh, you guys are my sports guys, and I'm looking at you, PC Mike. When's the tournament for March Madness actually kick off? Just to see, like, you know, this might ke- – if we can follow the schedule pretty close. Like, when do the games actually start? And, uh, like, how are they even working with COVID and stuff? <laughs> So with COVID, they're actually all in one city. They're all in Indianapolis, Indiana this year, utilizing different gyms. They'll go. To, they'll be in Bloomington. Um, they'll use Butler Stadium. They'll use um, the Pacers and all of that. Um, the tournament starts. Let me pull up my calendar. But the tournament starts mid March. Okay. Um, I can't find it. Well, that's good. But, it gives uh, us some time then to prepare, and we need time yeah. to load up this bracket and we need to talk about you know what are the buckets that we're gonna explore it's like you know i almost feel like we'll go to genres of movies like keep it simple like action uh maybe like you know uh rom i don't know like we gotta like maybe our top four categories maybe that's step one yeah for sure there's a lot of ways we could do it we could do 16 teams in each uh region they call them or we could do eight eight might be a little more feasible for doing because Twitter polls, you can only put, if you have one game, it'd be hard to go through and have 64 Twitter polls out there. On the other hand, 32 is a lot more manageable to start um, to go through there, but we can start kind of getting some feedback and call the hotline, email us at mostly superheroes.com. Get us some, what, what would you like? Um, I know it's mostly superheroes, but we could do for sure an action, a comedy, um, drama, thriller, horror, whatever we want to do, we could do that. Um, but we just need some feedback from you guys too. Yeah, well, what I'm thinking is like we'll we'll have like picks from the three of us, and we'll like you know we'll each get so many picks per category, and then there'll be another pick that'll be all about the fans. So that'll be coming directly from you guys about your input, what we see. So keep an eye out for these categories. We'll bust them out. Uh, make it easy to understand. Like Mike said, we're going to run this thing uh, through Twitter. Uh, so definitely get over and follow Mostly Superhero. Again, it's it's singular, but you'll see our logo. It's easy to find, and it's going to be fun. We're going to tie this along with March Madness. Use the hashtag Mostly Madness to send us your info and get your picks into the tournament. Something new every day, so keep an eye out for uh, new podcast episodes every Thursday, video on Friday. And if you ever want to see what's happening Sunday through Saturday, it's right there at mostlysuperheroes.com along with all the content we have going on. The show is feeling great. Fellas, I feel like we're in a groove. I'm having a lot of fun. Uh, how about you guys? Any final thoughts and uh, how you feel about the show? It's just a well-oiled machine by this time. We're just chugging along day by day. It's like I'll be hanging out in my car randomly on Monday and all of a sudden I get an Instagram that Logan's going live. So I jump, jump on and listen and just go about the rest of my day. That's, that's the beauty of it. You can fit all, this looks like a lot for a Sunday through Saturday, but the listener, you could fit that all in just a few hours. If you, if you try hard enough. 
Well, and also, this is what's great about most superheroes. There's something every day. So maybe you're just like in the mood for something on a Thursday. Guess what? There's something new waiting on you. We'll be live tomorrow on Twitch, by the way. Andy's been joining us quite a bit. I guess Mike's been busy with teaching or something. Work. (laughs) (laughs) It's in the middle of the day. Hey, but it is going to feel good to get back in the studio, hopefully soon. Yeah, I think I think we're probably getting close, right? I mean, uh, I mean, the numbers of COVID are not in our favor by any means. Uh, I think we just hit four hundred thousand as a country, or is that world? I don't even. It was country, but I think overall numbers are starting to decrease slightly. Well, and they got multiple vaccines happening. Either way, um, if we want it bad enough, you know, maybe we do like a little quarantine thing, two weeks, and then we get together and like that's our big reward <laughs> make the most of it we could like plan the tur- you guys come over for a whole day we'll plan the tournament and then we'll record a full episode <laughs> one stop shop that's right uh no we're having a blast this is uh i mean this is dream job at the end of the day hanging out with these two guys and uh talking to all you listeners and viewers thank you for supporting the show you listening and viewing and commenting and liking um it's our livelihood over here man and we appreciate you we're here to make a good program for you. So lots happening in the comic book world. DC stuff will still come back around. I know we've been MCU heavy, but Warner Brothers has their plan for HBO Max, and we will be watching it. We will be talking about it, and we'll keep you uh, in the know with all the MCU, as well as when Star Wars stuff picks up, we'll be talking about Obi-Wan Kenobi, Anakin Skywalker. We'll be talking about all this stuff. So plenty more coming up. Check us out at MostlySuperheroes.com. Hit that subscribe button, and we'll see you next time. This has been Mostly Superheroes.